You are Locked On Aggies, your daily podcast on the Texas A&M Aggies, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hi, everybody. Welcome back into another episode of Locked On Aggies, presented by the Locked On Podcast Network. Cole Thompson back in the driver's seat talking all things Texas A&M, and today, let's look at Terry Wilson. A former SEC quarterback who has seen the 12th man defense before, can he be able to find a way to upset the Aggies at home? For all great SEC content and much, much more found here on the Locked On Podcast Network, make sure you're tuning in to Locked On SEC with host Chris Gordy of Sports Talk 790. Gordy breaks down all 14 teams, including updated information in recruiting, college basketball, and naturally the sport we love most, college football. Subscribe in the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast listening systems. As always, if you love this show, make sure you're following me on social media at Mr. Cole Thompson. I am the host of the show and I love public feedback. Anything you can do to make this a more quality sounding podcast Monday through Friday, give me a follow, give me a shout out, and I will add it into the mix. Secondly, Locked on Aggies. Locked on Aggies is your number one source for all things 12 May related content found here on LOP. You can subscribe on iTunes, listen on Spotify, and if you can't do any of that, listen live every single day at LockedOnPodcast.com. So let's just dive right into it. Terry Wilson, who is he and what does he bring to the game, especially at the quarterback position? What I find so funny is people just say, oh, non-Power 5 guy, definitely not going to have it, what it takes. Terry Wilson actually was a three-year starter, really two and a half, three-year, depends on who you ask, starter for the Kentucky Wildcats, and he wasn't bad. Kentucky actually had one of their best seasons when Terry Wilson was the quarterback. Uh, I think it was that year they went eight, uh, nine and three or eight and four, something along the lines of that. But when you look uh, at what he did, he went 17 and eight with the Wildcats. One of his losses came in 2018. That was against Texas A&M. Keep in mind that that game was a wild game. How wild against the Wildcats? It went to overtime front of 99,000 fans. It's amazing to see what Terry Wilson can be as a quarterback. During that game, he went, I think, 13-20 passing. He had one touchdown pass. Um, He had 14 carries, but he really wasn't effective as a runner. It was a really good job by Justin Matabike, really good job by King Sakiki, really good job by Dalen Mack to kind of close the gap up front. Uh, They were able to really capitalized on a fourth down stop that ended up winning the game for A&M. But this is a really good game because if A&M had six sacks against this, you know, this this Kentucky team that had, at the time, I think three NFL offensive linemen on it, or at least three guys who have made it to the next level, Drake Jackson, uh, Kevin Toth, I think is his name, and then there was another guy, uh, and then Darian Kennard, I think was on the roster, but he wasn't starting at the time. So they've had some pieces there that have been really successful. And again, this is an AM team that really was at the time kind of struggling. This was a year where everyone thought that AM, we had no idea what to make of it. It was Jimbo Fisher's first season. And going down to the wire against the Kentucky team was bad. But think about this Kentucky was almost on their best start in program history. They would have gone 6 0 for the first time since 1950 if they would have won that game, which was huge. And Wilson played a really big part of it. So. The biggest thing about Terry is that he can throw, but he's really known for his running. He is able to keep clocks live. He's able to continue to push the ball. He's really, really good on third down. And the best, biggest thing is he has experience. On top of having experience, he has a ton of throws made in his career. So that's one of the biggest things. Right now, he has been the biggest reason why New Mexico is starting off hot. Right now, they're 2-0. He has thrown for 559 yards. 
He has a completion rating of, I think, 78%. Six touchdowns, no interceptions. He also has 16 carries, 47 yards on the ground, uh, four of which were picked up for first downs. Joe Fisher called him athletic as all hell. He said that he was really good and he can get around the corner just like that. A&M has also not seen a running uh, a quarterback like this just yet, but they have seen quarterbacks be able to run. In fact, both, I think, Brendan Lewis of Colorado and Dustin Crum had, maybe not Brendan Lewis, but I know for sure Dustin Crum had almost as many rushing yards uh, as he did carries. I, I mean, as he did rush, uh, passing yards, passing yards, my bad. He had like 89 passing yards, 60 rushing yards. Lewis had 76 rushing yards. I think he had 110 passing yards. So it was very close and similar formation. They really held a and uh, They really held both Kent State and they really held Colorado in the passing game. And they really held them in the second half. It was very limited. 56 total yards in the second half for this Colorado offense. I think it was like 82 yards or 92 yards in the second half for that uh, Kent State offense. So they're able to hold him. But again... You're able to see what Terry Wilson can do. He got a victory last week over New Mexico State. He threw a career-high 381 yards and three touchdown passes. This is going to be very interesting. You know, this is going to be a very interesting game, in my opinion, because Wilson has SEC experience. He has gone up against SEC defenses. And if he starts out slow, or if A&M starts out slow, they could really take an advantage. They could really start putting up some points against them. So I wonder, is that going to be the key to stopping, you know, the game? In my opinion, that's the main key. If you stop Terry Wilson and you make Terry Wilson feel uncomfortable the entire time, you're going to be in for a nightmare game. I mean, you're going to be in for a very good game. If you can't, you're going to be in for a nightmare game. You really are going to have some struggles. It is not going to be an easy breeze, walk in the park kind of style for you. So those are some questions that I do have moving forward. And that's something that I do think A&M has got to be prepping for. Can he move outside the pocket? Can he continue to pick up first downs? You need to control the time of possession, but you can't allow him to pick up first downs. Got to be a lot of three and outs. Got to have him force some balls. Got to have him force some turnovers. He's got to have a terrible game because Terry Wilson has played against this team and he's not that bad of a quarterback. You know what I hate? Spending money on things that I don't need. And one of the biggest places you do that is when you go to an auto repair shop. Usually you have to pay for an installment fee, a service fee, and sometimes if they don't have the product, you have to go pay for a shipping fee, have it sent over, and then tip the guy for doing something that you can install yourself if you knew where to look. I'll tell you where to look. Go visit rockauto.com. RockAuto.com is an online auto parts service business that has been serving customers for the past 25 years. They have everything from engine modules to tail lamps to brake pads, so whether you're trying to refurbish a daily driver or a cult classic, they have the parts for you. I was able to get a brand new tail light for my Audi Q5 simply by just going onto the website, typing in the name, typing in the model, typing in the part, and looking up the low, low price. Plus, their prices are so hard to beat, you will never be able to meet them on the open market. Go visit rockauto.com and type in locked on on the how'd you hear about section so they know that we sent you. It's amazing selections, reliably low prices, and all the auto parts you will ever need. Rockauto.com, it's the place to be. Locked on Aggies, presented by the Locked On Podcast Network. Let's go ahead and talk about AM's offense versus Zach Calzada gets his first start. We already know what he has to do. If you listen to yesterday's podcast, you understand exactly what he has to do. But I want to look at the next three. They are going to be really good at the linebacker position. That is like their big niche, their bread and butter. When you look at what they have, you're going to want to attack that secondary because the run game may take a hit. 
Devin Sanders has played really, really well for his first two games. Deion Hunter, the 220-pound freshman, and Rico Hanna has done very good as well. He's, uh, I think, 240 pounds, plays like more of a defensive lineman, but has that speed of an outside linebacker. They will be able to climb up the middle of the field immediately. The run game that they have shown in the last two games, again, it's against non-Power 5 schools, against Cooper 5 schools, so not that much of an impressive but they've been able to get in the backfield. They've been able to hit the holds very fast, and they've been able to stop players behind the line of scrimmage. That means that when they're trying to run zone, AM is going to have possibly some trouble. They're not going to be able to make as many plays. They're not going to be able to make as many counters. And that was a big deal that you saw against Colorado. When they try to run zone, when they try to run to the right side a lot, there were no holes. A lot of times, Isaiah Spiller, Devon Chain, Anaya Smith were getting pushed back. Haynes King was not able to run either. Zach Calzada actually had probably the best two runs of the day because the biggest plays that came from A-Chain were on passing plays. They were not on running plays. The two biggest runs probably came from Calzada because if he hit the hole at the right time. Every other play, Colorado was able to get into those zone gap schemes, close it, and make it a nightmare for A&M to run the ball. So it's going to be really interesting to see how A&M attacks this because they're not going to be given that many running lanes. And if so, they're going to have to have to be able to turn on the Jets and get to that second and third level, really that third level. And the reason I bring up that third level is because the secondary is actually pretty weak. If you think about it, the secondary is very weak. New Mexico State went toe-to-toe with New Mexico and the Aggies almost won that game. Part of the reason... They don't really have big secondary players. Their biggest defender, I think, is Jerry and Reed. He's the slot corner playing more of like a safety role. And I think he's five foot eleven. They are a very small team in that aspect. So when you have a six foot four Caleb Chapman going up against a five foot nine cornerback, when you have a six foot one Chase Lane going up against a five foot ten nickel defender, you're gonna be able to win those battles time and time again. So this really could actually be the game you wanna see. Calzada sling it. You want to see Calzada trust his arm. You want to see Calzada be able to move the ball downfield because of the way that they run it. AM is actually going to be winning that battle time and time again. They do not have a defender over six foot two, which means every single battle with Chase Lane or Caleb Chapman, you're going to be able to win. Jerry and Reed is going to have a very good time having his hands full working with whoever plays that slot position. So Demon Demas and I Smith. Uh, uh, if you want to throw Caleb Chapman in there, you want to throw Hez back in there if he's able to play, all those questions and much, much more, those are where you're probably going to have troubles. Outside of that, the perimeter should be a good shot. So Calzada, who's known for having an NFL caliber arm, one who can take the plays over the top, those are things I'm going to be looking for. Those are things that I'm very excited to see. Him being able to extend plays, win those battles, see that man on coverage, have Chapman or Lane get a step ahead of the Lobos defensive back, kind of just be able to have that ability to take the top over and then boom, hit him in stride. That's going to be 80 yards every single time. That's going to be plays where you know for a fact that if you're running the vertical pattern and that secondary at that defensive back is not able to keep speed, you have control as long as you hit him in stride. They're not as fast and they're not as athletic. That means Chapman, Demas, Jones, Smith, Whoever is going to be able to make a ton of plays. That is where I think that you have to play it. Remember what you saw when you saw last season with Keller Mond against Mississippi State? Really attacking the middle of the field, really attacking the downfield threat. I think that was honestly Mond's best game as a deep ball passer. It's the same defense. It literally is the exact same defense. You have to be able to run it 
where you don't worry about the turnovers, where instead you try to take those deep shots. You try to extend those plays. You try to get those big yard gains. Because if if the run defense is as strong as it looks on paper, they're not going to be able to do anything against this A&M team. I mean, against this New Mexico team. A&M has got to figure out what their strategy is. But I would say right now, the best strategy to win this game not only stopping Terry Wilson and containing him by forcing him to make bad throws, is taking the top off over defenses. So that's going to be a big key, I think, for AM this week. Guys, there are so few things in life that aren't fun to talk about, and one of them for me is excessive sweating. Every single day, I go work out after my morning show, and I always find a way to sweat. Even after I take a nice hot shower, I still am sweating, breaking through my nice clean attire. And what that does is it creates a big odor. I don't like having these antiperspirant strains, but I don't know where to look. Now I do. It's called Sweatblock Antiperspirant Wipes. Sweatblock is stronger and more effective than the most clinical antiperspirants because all you do is you simply apply it on the night before you go to bed, sleep it off, and the next morning you wake up, wash, go about your day, no worried about sweat stains, guarantee. Do not worry about having an important interview, a speech, going on a first date, God forbid, meeting the girl's parents or meeting the guy's parents for all that matters. I know that it sounds too good to be true, but I have used this product twice a week, every single week, and I am not sweating whatsoever. If you or someone you love is dealing with this, go check out Sweatblock. Get uh, 20% off today at sweatblock.com by using the promo code LOCKEDON or at Amazon or CVS. And did you know that right now, this is the best selling product on Amazon in the past 10 years, over 13,000 reviews. So you know that that's got to be something. Go stop the sweat today with Sweatblock. College football is back, the NFL is hot, and with it, that means bets are at an all-time high, so make sure you go to the one place we love and the one place we trust, that's betonline.ag. BetOnline.ag is the number one sport for all pro and college football action this season. From football to basketball to boxing, the UFC to college football, college basketball, and much, much more, make sure that you go take advantage of the amazing offers found during the 2021 season. Head on over to BetOnline.ag, sign up to receive your 100% welcome bonus. That's double your initial deposit just for signing up. Don't forget to use the promo code NFL100. And if you have signed up, you will get a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit when you use the promo code LOCKEDON. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to get your bets on all your favorite sports. So get in on the action today with BetOnline.ag. Your online sportsbooks experts. Locked on Aggies, presented by the Locked On Podcast Network. It's not too early for you to to bet on college football. If you're not going to do that hard, when you listen to the brand new Locked On Bet Podcast, we're going to hear about the expert league. So, you picks, wagers, much, much more in these last day. When you listen to the brand new Locked On Bets Podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast listening systems, presented by betonline.ag. So the national media has already taken bets on Texas A&M's game. And a lot of people are not as high as I think most people would say. So when you look at it, some people have said that A&M will win up to 45 to 10. That was on college football news. When you look at Bleacher Report, they say A&M will win 38 to 10. So that's pretty positive. Sporting News has A&M beating and covering the spread at 42-10. Bill Conley of ESPN has them winning 46 to 7. So that's a really good line. Uh, Saturday Blitz has them finishing 49 to 3. That's a really good line. Yard Barker has actually New Mexico winning the line at 29.5, but they do have AM winning the game. So that's going to be pretty interesting to see how that goes. CBS Sports has AM, I believe, winning this game, if I'm not mistaken. Um, let's see. 
Yeah, Texas A&M wins this game probably by three touchdowns. I don't think they cover enough. That was from Barrett uh, Danny Cannell. So that's going to be a very interesting thing to see if they can. Uh, Chuck Carlton has A&M winning this game as well, but they do have the Lobos actually covering the spread. My personal thought process is, and I'll go into this tomorrow when I go through my full preview, I think that a lot of people understand why the spread is important and why maybe betting the under is good. A&M, when they're playing on the under, maybe underachieves a little bit, but it's a safer bet. Every single time, I feel like A&M is going to be safer playing the under. And the reason why is you're now trusting your defense to do most of the work. Your defense is doing most of the heavy lifting. Your defense is doing a ton of the actual stuff that you're looking for. But if they don't and they do struggle, then you have some concerns. Because if you don't know what your offense still is right now, the offense could be actually really potent. The offense could be actually something on the rise. But at the same time, we don't know what they are. Because if we now have to worry about the next quarterback battle, we have to worry about what Calzada can be, not what Haynes King can be. And now basically these wide receivers are starting to build new chemistry with a new quarterback. That is huge. That is a big deal when looking on the clock of how to run this team. You have to be able to move the ball consistently, but at the same time, you have to be willing to take some risk. A&M right now, I don't really know what to make. Because of until I see what the offense can do, with the likes of Zach Calzada and do it against just as talented as a team, maybe in my opinion, in New Mexico, there are going to be some concerns. So I get people betting the under. Do I think A&M wins? Sure, naturally. Why wouldn't I? I think A&M right now is definitely going to go 3-0. and I think they're going to go 4-0. and I think they're going to go 5-0. and I still think that they're going to be undefeated when they face off against Alabama on October 9th. But until that happens, that's just a game that we don't really know what to make right now. And that's okay. Because at the end of the day, you just want to find consistency. You want to find rhythm. People are always so enamored by betting the line, betting the over, betting the under. I honestly don't think it matters. I just think as long as A&M wins, that's the biggest thing. Because if you want A&M to just convincingly win that game, so that way when a team does drop, like a Florida, or maybe even an Alabama, because if you don't know what Alabama's going to do against Florida, maybe, just hear me out, maybe A&M walks away feeling a little bit more confident after that game. So those are some things I think are really to put into consideration. As long as AM continues to move the charts, over-underlines are stupid in my opinion. That's going to do it for this edition of Locked on Aggies. Make sure you're following us on social media at Mr. Cole Thompson and at Locked on Aggies. I'll be back tomorrow to give you my full preview. Players to watch for on AM, and guys who have a big game. And my prediction going into the week three matchup. See you then. Remember, hear me out. This has been Locked on Aggies. Presented by the Locked on Podcast Network.